you know, we, we talk about AI. AI is um, a buzzword. And in, in self-storage, um, you know, we've talked a lot about like a automated facility. And what does that even mean? How we look at things internally, this is a process by which we're improving efficiencies, right? And it can help us to um, not only get the desired result, but also measure it and look at how we got there, why it went a certain way, which leads to lots of improvements. Looking to create wealth and income through high cash flowing real estate, self-storage is the fastest growing and the newest real estate asset that has outperformed all others. What's its secret? I'm AJ Osborne, and with over a million square feet that we have built, acquired, expanded, and even converted big box stores from small third-tier markets to large 100-plus thousand square foot facilities, we have seen it all. This is the podcast that we're going to discuss and bring on the best investors and operators in the nation to show you how to create wealth and income with self-storage. Welcome to Self-Storage Income. What's up, you guys? Connor here from the Self-Storage Income Podcast. If you guys are seasoned veterans or you're just getting started, you're going to need experts in your corner, and that's where our incredible sponsors come in. Forge Building Company is going to be a phenomenal partner for you guys to check out and potentially partner with. They specialize in working with investors and developers, whether you're new or you're seasoned in the self-storage industry. A huge problem that people make is they think that self-storage is just that. It's just self-storage. It's not a big deal. However, there are ways to value engineer building self-storage that uh, a lot of engineers, a lot of structural, that just they don't quite understand. You want to keep those costs slow when you're developing you want to control those costs and that means you need to work with the experts forge building company is that expert link is in the show notes check them out welcome everybody to self-storage income and as you guys know i am absolutely obsessed with technology and how its impact on the self-storage world has changed so much and these disruptive technologies how it's making us more efficient and it's helping the individual operators out because it's done so much for our business and helped us out. So uh, today I have a awesome podcast. Um, we are talking to Swivel and I know you're like, what is Swivel or what it is? We're gonna dive into this. Um, uh, we've got, well, first of all, guys, why don't you come on in? Um, Mason, why don't we start with you? Introduce your guys self, uh, self and tell us a little real quick, both of you about Swivel. Yeah, of course. Uh, AJ, thanks for having us. Uh, Mason Levy, CEO, co-founder of Swivel. Uh, we're the, the only AI assistant in self-storage. And so you can think of us as the Siri or Alexa powering uh, your website's engagement with your customers uh, through SMS, through web chat. Uh, and you know, as we get into further technologies, uh, voice and video at some point in time as well, too. All right, man, you're I'll, uh, I'll take a second here. Uh, Rodolfo, also one of the co-founders, um, uh, COO, leading a lot of the ops and sales side of, of things. Um, yeah, background in, uh, in, in technology in general, conversational design. I know uh, Mason and our CTO have a lot of the actual uh, conversational AI uh, background them working for uh, Apple and and Facebook and some of their and some of their past lives. Um, but at the end of the day, on my end, 
I've been managing a lot of the uh, operational efficiencies and, and customer experience of my background. Um, I know may sound if you want to give the uh, kind of background as to why we've kind of decided to do storage uh, with Swivel. Um, but I think that's a, a good good place to start. Yeah, yeah. Do. yeah, of course. I mean, we're, we're technologists at heart, but uh, I think in general, the, the co-founders here, we, we've all been uh, customers of self-storage. Uh, myself personally, uh, over the last you know, 14 years, I've had 12 moves. I've lived in nine states, uh, just unloaded a pod last Wednesday at my new place here in Miami. Um, other, you know, Rodolfo, uh, humble on, on his side, you know, he's also moved from uh, Colorado to Dallas to Puerto Rico, back to Austin. Uh, and then we've had another teammate who, you know, spent over a year and a half uh, with his girlfriend traveling the United States uh, via an RV. And so, you know, we're just really big believers in the, the lifestyle. I know, AJ, in previous podcasts, you and your dad have talked about, you know, being transient and, uh, you know, that being a big reason why people utilize self-storage. Uh, and so we just fell in love with the lifestyle. We fell in love with the idea of the, the market and, and know that we can bring some of our, you know, AI and automation chops here to, to help operators like yourself uh, generate more in income, uh, you know, with lower costs. I love it. I love it. Um, now, your technology is very interesting. Walk through, you know, and then we, I want to talk about its implications in the space. Right? But let's walk through and set the stage really for just what does this do? And how do people utilize this type of AI? Yeah, so I think there's a, a couple of questions, even taking it a step back between like, what does our specific technology do? you know, what does automation do in general? And I think there's a lot of automation that uh, is coming into the self-storage industry. And so, you know, we can dive into automation of like even motion sensing lights or uh, remote access. And I, I just saw a, a video of a storage unit that's using a drone for their security cameras to go around and kind of look at stuff. And so, you know, in general, automation is any system that allows for humans to interfere less with the process. Right. So if you can sit there and take one or two steps out of a process, we're accomplishing automation. That's awesome. Um, in our case, we really focus on what's called natural language processing. And so I kind of touched on it in the very uh, top of this, saying this is Siri and Alexa style uh, technology. And so, you know, to break that down, ultimately what natural language processing is doing is trying to use machine learning to understand what your customers, your operators are saying. Uh, and it does that uh, by breaking it into intentions and uh, entities. So it's saying, what's the intent of somebody's conversation with us today? And what other entities or objects might be in that? And, you know, we can nerd out and go down rabbit holes around what that means and all the, the clusters of data that are happening. Uh, but ultimately, it's using a lot of data to try to understand human language and and you know, we're all different. I've lived in, you know, nine states over the last 14 years. Uh, you know, people talk differently in the southeastern United States than they do in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, and so it's a really complicated problem to, to solve uh, because not one size meets all. You're not doing keyword matching. So you're not looking for a specific keyword and saying every time somebody says gate code, they've lost their gate code. Or every time somebody says password or, or pay, uh, they want to do X, right? You're really looking at the entirety of that interaction and trying to, to understand and learn through the machine what, what the heck's going on here. 
maybe you're buying your first facility, maybe you're a seasoned veteran, whatever that might be, you're going to need property management software. And that's where Tenant Inc. comes in. They are going to be your solution, the top solution in the self-storage industry. I'm telling you guys, this technology has been developed by self-storage owners and operators just like us, just like us here at Self-Storage Income, who have had a say in how this technology has been built, have played a huge part in it, and it is one of the most robust and usable and actionable and valuable tools in regards to property management that you could ever utilize or find in the technology realm and all things self-storage. So be sure check out Tenant Inc. Link is in the show notes. Yeah. Now, and, and this is the thing, you know, we, we talk about AI. AI is um, a buzzword. And so yeah. I love you just kind of breaking down and walking through what AI means. And in, in self-storage, um, you know, we've talked a lot about like a automated facility. And what does that even mean? And how you accomplish that. And how we look at things internally, which I love your software and your systems and how you just mentioned taking out steps in the process, right? It's aligning and maximizing the system to do things more automatically and get the desired result that you're trying to get. Um, this is a process by which we're improving efficiencies, right? And it can help us to um, not only get the desired result, but also measure it and look at how we got there, why it went a certain way, which leads to lots of improvements. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and then that touches on some of the use cases for, for language. I mean, you know, I think when we use Siri or Alexa in the house, the, the, the thing that we all probably do is ask it its weather and, you know, have it set timers or alarms for us, right? But, you know, with it being single purpose, it's really nice. You, you can think of us as it's the best employee you could hire, right? It's the first employee you should hire. Uh, and you're training this with all of the, your corporate knowledge, you know, so you've got a Apple store style employee that's sitting on your website. Uh, it can help with sales. So getting people to the right unit or ensuring that you have inventory of RV parking that's available for them at a location that's close to their home. You know, it can help with service. I know that uh, operators spend, you know, upwards of millions of dollars a year just answering the gate code question or asking how do we get into an online bill pay, uh, maybe a lease clarification. Am I allowed to woodwork here? Can I cut hair in my unit? What are your lease yeah. things? These are, you know, one, they're things that you don't want to, and your, your employees don't want to repeatedly answer. Uh, and at the, the other side of that is the, you know, the customer just wants the answer quickly. So they don't necessarily care, you know, if it's kind of a pre-written response, as long as it's answering their question and doing it efficiently. And, oh, and to your point, it, it's measurable, it's trackable, you can improve those processes, et cetera. And to not only that, I think this is really key as well. It, for me, it's the, a lot of people look at automation and AI, it's like you're doing this to replace human capital. And I say in my envision around it is it's not replacing, I'm reallocating, meaning I'm reallocating human capital to the highest and best use that I can get. And answering whether I can cut hair in a unit is not the best use of my human capital. That is just not what I want them doing all day and every day, right? I need them to do higher level tasks that can help our business be more profitable, successful. And that's why we try to look at 
um, AI, as well as different types of automation. It's to have better utilization of the human capital, not get rid of it. If you guys are looking to purchase your first storage facility, you just might be looking at the SBA loan approach. And one of the best and most efficient places to get your SBA from is going to be Live Oak Bank. These people know self-storage. They've been in the industry for a very long time. They're very knowledgeable. You don't have to educate them on the underwriting, on how you're, you're valuing self-storage, any of that. These guys are incredible at valuing self-storage. They know how to underwrite it, and they are a phenomenal solution for you and your financing needs in all things self-storage. Again, Live Oak Bank. We always talk about systems as human in the loop. And really what that means is when and where should we escalate to a human for that touch point? And to your point, AJ, uh, you know, some of these things are not revenue driving. Uh, they're not things that are adding value to either side of it. And th those, those touch points don't need to have that human, you know, touch to it. But there are touch points where you, know, you want to, to be able to close the deal or you want to be able to add the human touch point there too. And, and to that point, like we, from the very beginning, like even I remember back in the day when we were starting to design the platform, we all come from, again, like looking at the customer journey, right? Customer funnel from top to bottom to even outside of that, like how do you retain? How do you keep, keep bringing people back? And so it's that human in the loop part, you know, there's certain scenarios where we found where, you know, where exactly in our workflows, the deeper someone, a user is in that journey of yours, uh, reserving, purchasing, whatnot, where would be a good uh, point to notify someone on your team to actually jump in and, and stop the automation in general, actually have someone jump in to, to lead with that human touch, right? And super interesting how you can be flexible and, and really start experimenting as to where that is within your own journey, right? Um, and maybe you want to send a notification to a, a, a part of your team that's focused more on service versus sales and start playing with that. And even outside of that, you know, thinking outside of just the, you know, service or, or, or really thinking about potential leads or trying to sell something, it's from the conversations or interactions, um, going back to your point about analytics and data, really having a wealth of knowledge where you can tap into maybe with your marketing agency and whatnot and start actually looking at, okay, from this past, past month, you know, these are all kind of the questions, interactions that came through what is a high level category um, or intent, right? That people are mostly asking about. And now you can actually start using that data to power a lot of your uh, paid search um, or content strategy that you can use to, again, uh, uh, improve that customer success or retention, et cetera. So it's really interesting what you can do with this. So whether we're building a storage facility or, you know, we've got a facility that we've owned for however long, or we're acquiring a facility that's, you know, 30 years old, whatever that is, we're always looking for ways to increase value, right? We're looking for that value add. One of the best ways to do that is through Janus International. Their R3 program, which is essentially a rehabilitation program for self-storage facilities, <laughs> which is drastically needed in so many cases, right? Because these assets in a lot of cases are very old. They're, they're 20, 30, 40, 50 years old in some cases, whatever that looks like, and they need a major facelift. They need new doors. They need new roofs. They need new siding. They need new gates and technology. Janus International provides those solutions for you. Check out the link in the show notes, bring up that value storage facility and get in touch with Janus International.
Walk me through um, how many stores are currently a- around in uh, the United States using technology, your technology and technology like this. Yeah, I think today we just surpassed about 3,500 uh, locations in total. Uh, you know, we really started at the high, uh, the, the top end of the, the enterprise market, uh, you know, extra space storage, prime storage mart, uh, you know, we go down to the, the storage maxes of the world as well, too. Uh, so a lot of, you know, partners with store local, I know that they're, they're your big benefit factor of what they're doing over there with tenant with their open APIs. Uh, and so we love bringing, you know, the REIT style technology down to the masses as well, but uh, about 3,500 uh, locations right now utilizing the, the technology. Now oh, that, that's amazing. And, and you know, that's uh, exactly right. Outrageously passionate about bringing that down to the single operator so they can survive for more months. Why would this podcast and everything else? It's why I also love your guys' technology here because this is the things that the uh, um, storage operators need to know and understand. And I feel like in storage, there's always this lagging and people were like, well, why do I need to do that? And I'm doing fine right now. Right. And I don't need to do this because I'm full. Right. And it's been because of how the storage industry came up and where people at their assets and um, the cost basis they got into them, the lack of competition in them, it left a lot of people where they just didn't feel like they need to. And and that landscape's totally changed. And individual operators, they can't act like that anymore. Um, competition is really fierce. The replacement cost of your assets are super high. So all of a sudden, you need to be increasing revenues to take care of your business. Um, and a lot of people can get in a lot of trouble that way. So when you look at implementing these technologies, this is about how to operate and run a better business so you can have more resources to allocate into it so you can survive, be profitable, and compete in your marketplace. And we see this really hurt when uh, um, times get tough and you have vacancy rates start to rise, things like that. It may be harder to employ people because of the cost. It may be, um, there's all these different things that can come in and this type of technology helps you with a lot of those actions. And it's just one step, right? And I think that's kind of what I want to get to now. If you guys want to kind of talk about, this is one piece of a larger picture, right? And walk me through the picture in self-storage. What's changing in the self-storage industry? Where is this, your technology and others, where is this all headed? Yeah, I mean, you know, to a couple of points you just made, I think, you know, 40% of the population right now is in that 35 to 55 year old, uh, you know, demographic. And, and so you got to think about those, that, that new shopper that's getting storage for the first time, or, or if they're like, you know, me, you know, the ninth or 10th time uh, in general, our expectations is, is, you know, these things, these interfaces, whether it be reserving online or the interaction when I get to the actual location, should be Apple-like, right? Uh, yes. We have our Android, uh, you know, or our iPhones in our pocket. We're used to utilizing really nicely designed uh, user experience apps. And I think all of that goes through the entire facility, right? And so from the moment that I drive up, getting a notification that I can automatically open a gate, uh, whether I remember my gate code or not remembering my gate code, uh, you know, lights turning on, uh, being greeted, uh, you know, by maybe a voice automation system or not, or, or a screen that tells you where to go and how to utilize the elevators, um, 
you know, there's a lot of really interesting things that are happening in here and that, you know, every step Rodolfo mentioned the customer journey, you've got to be able to meet those consumers at every point in their life cycle, right? Uh, yes. On moving or on shopping and move in uh, through the life of their time with you, uh, move out. Because if you make that really nice impression, hopefully your brand is front and foremost in that consumer's mind. So the next time that they need storage, you know, they're coming back to you. Uh, and I think a lot of these technologies are differentiators. You mentioned that single operator uh, being able to compete with uh, the larger players here. You know, what you want is a customer to land on your website, be able to get their questions answered, reserve a unit seamlessly, move in seamlessly, and be super happy that when they go and hand you the keys at the end of the day and tell you, hey, I'm moved out, uh, they've got a smile on their face and they've been happy about every touch point in the experience there. So the next time they need storage, they come back to AJ. Yeah, I, you know, one of the things that I think of, not just the customer, but the infrastructure. So yes. what a lot of people don't understand is the infrastructure for customer acquisition and everything is completely changed. And lots of people are not on that infrastructure. So what that means is you're getting passed by and you don't even know or understand it. And in the self-storage world, we are trying to meet the customers where they are. We're not trying to change the customers, right? And that's what a lot of people say. My customers are happy where they're at. Like, no, 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 no. We're meeting the customers where they are. Yeah. We're not changing them. We're not doing anything. We're, we're trying to make sure that we aren't invisible, that we don't get passed up by the customers because we're not where they are and we can't deliver an option. How that option is meant to be purchased and bought and done by them. Yeah. Uh, so it's about adapting to them. Yeah, I mean, and that, I think that spans a lot of things, right? And this is a, some of these things are infrastructure. Some of it is technology. You know, consumers, if they text message you, they might want to buy through that message, right? You don't want to, them to have to, to context switch. Uh, there's an opportunity to lose that customer if you say, hey, uh, thanks for sending me a text message. Come to our website to rent, right? Like it, having the technology to do that. And, and part of the infrastructure that allows that is open APIs into your property management system, having good marketing uh, you know, funnels so that you can remarket somebody if they saw a Google My Business ad or something like that. Um, all of those things are the infrastructure that you know, allows for automation to work more in the benefit of the operator and provide an amazing experience for the consumer as well too. Um, with all this change, uh, you guys are seeing a lot. You see a lot of competitors. Um, you're seeing a, a lot of things going on around the United States with the storage world because you're on the service end and, and, and you're integrating. What are the big things that you believe that storage owners, operators um, should be aware of and what you're seeing maybe on the end that we can't see through information? or um, reactions? Yeah, so I mean, this is, you know, one, uh, I'll give a little shout out really quick. You know, we have an amazing uh, industry report uh, that we do every single year. Uh, so you can go view our 2021 industry automation report. It kind of shows some trends uh, in, the, in the industry. Um, and and we're, we're pushing our, or we're in the middle of doing our 2022 one right now too. So if anybody that's listening wants to participate in that and have the new data, uh, that'll be out sometime in the middle of the year. You know, from last year, 
obviously we saw the world change with COVID and going through a pandemic. Uh, you know, we touched on one of our, our core teammates being an RV guy and traveling the country. Uh, increase in RV storage was a huge trend in the, in the uh, self-storage uh, industry. Uh, There's a big trend to a, a smaller size. So you saw people, you know, going from kind of 10 by 10s to the locker sizes because they needed to store one or two things, or maybe they needed to take their uh, second bedroom and just have enough storage for that one bedroom in order to make that a work from home office. Uh, those are trends that we've seen in the last, you know, 18 months. Uh, etc. From a technology perspective, more and more consumers prefer to uh, this unmanned, this touchless style interface, whether it be through chatbots, they want to purchase through chatbots, or uh, it just be through a really nicely designed website, etc. You know, these are trends that are starting. They're going to continue to grow. I don't think work from home is going anywhere. You can look to the big, you know, tech players that are kind of setting precedents here. Uh, I think, We've all been more than enough uh, stuck in our homes. And so getting out into nature and going and visiting and traveling, um, being transient is something that's not going to stop as well, too. So those are definitely trends that we've seen. Um, I don't know, Rodolfo, if you I have can, anything. I can add that. some yeah. some interesting stuff. And and I don't know, this, this is uh, there's a lot more information on the report, but just to kind of give you some highlights on the analytics question, right? So top of the funnel around 71% of, of analyzed interactions had to do with some type of purchase or recommendation request, right? And so that has to do with anything from like finding storage near me to understanding a specific type of storage feature um, that being like, hey, does this location have truck rentals, which is a big one? Or um, do you guys have 24-hour access? Things like that, right? Uh, two, you know, another one is like getting uh, size recommendations. Can I fit like what size do I need for one bed, two bed, uh, even pricing, right? And then 18% of incoming um, requests were directly related to the customer success, right? So to customers coming in, uh, a lot of like, hey, can I pay online? Uh, how do I make a payment? Um, how do I log in uh, to get my access code, things like that. So it's super interesting what we can see within the data, even go more granular to like, what is the top storage item that people ask about uh, throughout the year and all that and, and all that stuff. So I'm not going to spoil any of that just yet, but. <laughs> that's no, that that's awesome. And, and, and it's really interesting because this is data that it's kind of stuff that I've, I'm fascinated and interested in because I'm a total nerd, but uh, you know, a lot of self-storage people, they don't ask these questions and for everyone listening to, uh, this podcast, as well as any of my content on YouTube or anything else, they understand that I do not think of storage as a passive asset. It's not a real estate investment. It is a business and units are products and we have customers in a market and we do product market fit. That's why these questions to me are so important. I need to understand the customers, where they're at, why, why are they doing things? Um, Self-storage is not a lease up and walk it away kind of asset, especially not at these prices, right? You need to be tactical and you need to start thinking about it differently. And this is the kind of stuff that that information that you guys are providing tells me. This is what it tells the industry. And how, why it's important is not just for your Like, oh, it's good to know, or it's interesting. It's important for you to operate your business. In fact, I argue that it's not important, it's necessary. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, going back to like differentiations, I mean, you know, the, the ability to a lot of times when somebody's whether it be I'm moving from one city to another or, you know, I need storage because I'm having my first child and, you know, we need to bring it up. A lot of these things are huge life events. And so, you know, as an operator, you get a little moment of time where you can really make an impact in something that hopefully is a really big life changing event. You know, maybe I got a new job and it's taken me across the country or as I just touched on, maybe I'm having my first uh, child and we're redoing our home. And so I need a little space in order to store some of the extra things to make a nursery. Um, you know, I think being able to dive just a little bit deeper, have the technology there that allows for you to spend the time to do the human side of things. You're not worried about the pricing questions. You're not worried about the leasing questions. You're worried about the human questions. Yes. And that that right there is really where this is going. Why did you get in an RV and travel? Well, you know, where did you go? Being able to ask those questions, make those lasting impressions, uh, it really, really is a differentiator and it's something that we all probably are, are seeking in our day-to-day, -day, you know, interactions with our businesses that we want to give our money to. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I like to look at the customer experience through self-storage and self-storage seems so bland, but like you said, I actually think that a lot of things in self-storage are quite extreme from a customer's viewpoint, meaning customers don't want to sit and sign a lease for 10, 15 minutes in an office. That's excruciatingly painful. That is not how I want to spend my time or my day. When I'm at a one click on Amazon, and if it takes me 30 minutes to rent a storage unit, I'm not a happy camper, right? And uh, um, other things are, wow, I really need this. This is really important right now. I need the space. I need to, I'm moving, right? It's, this can be a lifesaver. Um, it's, it's a big deal. I'm putting my children's baby pictures in here, right? I'm operating my business out of this thing. This makes a living for me. It's a part of us, how we operate day to day, right? It's a very important thing. So when I look at this process with customers and self-storage, I'm like, there's some things we absolutely want to avoid because they're very, very painful and it's a box, right? And a customer doesn't, it's not something that they desire, right? But then on other parts, it really helps people, makes their life more efficient, and it can become a day-to-day -day process for them. So we need to accentuate the ease of utilization of that. And um, that's really important to get down with your customers as those processes and understand during that process of consumption of this asset, what is what they like and what they don't. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, to, to your point, I think the brand that you're trying to probably portray in a lot of this, you know, is that you're, you're going after these hyper-informed store anywhere customers, right? Because that's, what, that's what's being demanded right now. You know, they want to know that their, their loved one's pictures are going to be in a, a climate-controlled unit, that they're secure, it's safe, and the entire experience is not threatening, right? I mean, yes, we're talking about a warehouse that's got units in it, but that doesn't mean that it's cold right? It's warm, it's inviting, and it feels like a place where I can put the things that matter the most to me, and they're going to be safe too in there. 100%. Oh, that's awesome. Um, with you guys, you know, you, this whole industry is growing really, really fast. Um, where do you see your AI technology? Where, where do you see it going? Like how much utilization could an operator really have off of it? today and uh, where, where where are you trying to get it to like do you have a desired 
point that a self-storage uh, operator has an expectation of how it can be used. And you're like, we're really trying to hit this mark, but we're not there yet. Where are you guys at? Yeah, I mean, so the 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 model's always getting smarter, right? And it, we're always trying to answer questions or get customers to more specific responses and workflows, right? And so, you know, today uh, we, we say that we handle about 75% of all incoming engagement into our system. Uh, in, in that 75%, uh, 65% of that is handled perfectly. So we've got some nice room in order to grow for like, hey, we've got to tweak these different things. Uh, we have over 350 workflows, um, all of that really being web chat. Uh, we do SMS. And so when we think about the future of this, we think about taking all those workflows, all those lessons learned from an uh, intelligence perspective and applying them to different channels, right? And so uh, whether it be web chat, uh, SMS, you could think video being a really nice uh, area for this um, as well. Yeah. Uh, shopping digitally and being able to engage with a video. Uh, obviously, voices on there with the Siri and Alexa style technology. Um, we also see an opportunity for this to be built into, say, your access controls, right? They Most of them already have speakers on them uh, that you can talk to somebody in the office, uh, but maybe you need to have somebody that's kind of a tier zero before it gets to a human there too. So, you know, this kind of omnipresent intelligence that can help uh, really be your employee uh, when you're not there and, and kind of augment the staff as is as well, too, is where we where we are seeing ourselves going. Uh, and to the point that we've touched on a, a, a lot, we don't want to replace anybody. Right. And so the opportunity or the objective here is not to be 100 percent automated. You know, it's in that high 85 percent range where when we when we're answering the questions, we know we're answering it correctly uh, and we're getting that consumer closer to what their problem or to the solution to their problem is. And like Mason just alluded to, our, our model is doing pretty well. Obviously, we're always improving that. Um, we're, you know, every quarter we're trying to push out a new model so everyone benefits from it. But not only that, just focused on, I feel like the first few uh, years of, of this was like always trying to push Swivel uh, to really be that, that face for your company. But now we're seeing a lot of like we've learned so much for the last few months and, and years building this that we're trying to build tools for your actual employees as well so they can benefit from the platform. So it's a two way uh, platform to also benefit your customers and uh, your staff and your employees. Yeah. No, guys, um, this is awesome stuff. I, I love what you're doing. I think it's, it's phenomenal. Um where can our listeners go to learn more about you guys? Where, where should we send them? Um, because this is, this is great stuff. And I, and I just look really forward to in the future, seeing where you guys have taken this because it's already gone so far and it's uh, uh, so cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see in the future. Where, where can people go? I'll take that Mason. Um, <laughs> um, first and foremost, I mean, I think, uh, LinkedIn, you can find us all there. Uh, Rodolfo Ramirez, um, Mason Levy uh, on LinkedIn. We're always trying to push out content updated uh, from our personal profiles. We're always trying to engage with the community. Our Swivel account is always has up-to-date information. Our blog releases or if we're in another podcast, et cetera, we'll always share it there. And obviously our site, triswivel.com, T-R-Y-S-W-I-V-L.com forward slash blog. You can also see a lot of our, our recent content and new developments on that end. 
Yep. And last thing I'd say is you can uh, reach reach me on Twitter too. I'm pretty uh, engaged. Uh, DMs are open. So just at Mason Levy on Twitter, uh, come say hey. And, you know, you'll see a lot of my baseball tweets there, but, you know, welcome to, to say hello and talk automation as well too. Awesome. Uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. We'll have you back on to give updates in this industry as we go along because uh, you guys are in it for the long term, just like us. So thanks for coming on and thanks for sharing your knowledge. Yeah, appreciate the time, AJ. It was good to see you again. You too. Thanks for having us, AJ.